Good afternoon. This is Lorenzo Victory. Today is Sunday, March 14th. And welcome to my podcast, Mr. Nasser's Key World. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of background and history experience and reason and goal behind my podcast. So I was born in Montreal, Canada. Um, lived there for six or seven years behind coming to America with my mother and father and my sister. Um, basically was living in Syracuse, New York. And went to high school here and middle school, of course, and ended up working in banking from the time I was 20 years old until the time I was about 47 when I had to retire early due to medical conditions. I had many medical conditions and issues throughout my entire childhood, adolescent years, and adulthood, which I will get into during further segments that we talk about which are very relative to uh, my entire podcast. Um, But in the midst of all that, um, my banking career is um, another theme of my podcast, which is very relative to things that you all went through during your lives. Um, Banking, life in general, um, issues and adversity that you all went through. So it ties in very well with many of the topics that we're going to talk about throughout uh, many of the segments that we're going to go through. So, hope you're all still with me, and let's get into segment number one. Uh, Opening an account in a bank, which you can actually do at pretty much any age, um, starting with child savings accounts. You know, when I was um, early on in my career at the bank that I currently uh, retired from, we had um, childhood savings accounts, club accounts, dino saver accounts for children. No matter how old you are, when you first um, get your first experience with an account, I think it's very important that you get your that first experience with any type of account you can, whether it's a savings account or a club account, you know, something that gives you the experience that allows you to get a register book or a savings book, something that you can actually see physically that allows you to see that you're saving money, you know, just to give you that joy or that experience of of saving money so that you can see that it's actually working. And yes, some of you will say, well, the interest rates stink, you know, and you're not really making any money, which right now and for the last several years, that's true. But... The one thing it does do is show you accountability, and if you work hard, you know, the money will start to compound, and it will start to grow, which is better than sticking it under a mattress or sticking it in your account, and um, or sticking, excuse me, sticking it under your pillow or, or under your bed. And it does show that, you know, you work hard, you stick it in the bank, you go to the bank, you put your money in the account, you get that face-to-face experience and exposure to other people, you know, and, you know, you stick it in, you stick it into your account and you see that it is growing and it does, gives you the exposure of, you know, other opportunities such as investing, you know, your money and the opportunity to talk to your banker with your mom and dad or, you know, and that's early on in life. Uh, and then you get rewarded. And when I was working, we gave dinosaurs. Every time you made a deposit, you know, you would get quarterly dinosaurs and other gifts for 
continuing to deposit. And I think that kind of gives you, um, that puts you into the habit of saving your money as a child. I think if more banks did this, it would put you on that track of learning how to save money. So, um, you know, having said that, I don't think they teach children these days, you know, more of that in school and how to be accountable and how to build that habit of saving money and how to add money, you know, and how to subtract money and just how to keep track of your money. So I think educationally speaking, they need to do more of that in school. Um, moving on, I think, um, you know, when it comes time to, you know, go and apply for a job, um, that I think that it's very important that it's the same thing. You know, what kind of experience do you have? Do you have any experience? Um, do you have um, any experience to speak of? Well, some kids, you know, never have worked a job in a, a day in their life. You know, they don't, they've never worked for anyone other than maybe cutting the grass at home or, you know, maybe delivering newspapers, you know, which to me is definitely experience. But you see, a lot of kids will sort shortchange themselves and say, no, I don't have any experience. And not realizing that in today's world, you know, they have a lot, an immense amount of more experience than they give themselves credit for, especially operating a keyboard, you know, or operating, um, you know, communicating with their friends online. You know, their communication schools, skills with other friends are through the roof, you know, when it comes to being able to communicate with others, you know, a lot more than they, than they think they are. They may not communicate with their mom and dad very well, but they certainly know how to communicate with other kids and other people, okay? So, you know, when they're applying for a job, you know, what kind of skills do you have? Well, I got good communication skills. You know, I may be a good team player. You know, I have great keyboard skills and I know how to type. So, you know, don't shortchange yourselves when you apply for a job. Those are some of the skills you can put on an application. And I may not have experience at another job yet, but I do have some skills that, you know, you might want to, you know, not discredit when you're putting on an application. So um, things to consider, you know, when you're applying for a job, you know, and getting that job. And always, you know, use references such as your mother and your father and an uncle that might be at another job, you know, that's got, um, don't use, necessarily use your friends, you know, that don't have jobs or your friends that just started another job, but, you know, but use credit, like credible people, you know, that have great jobs. Um, applying for credit is another thing. You know, it's tough to get credit when you don't have credit and everybody knows that. So when you're applying for credit initially, you know, a lot of times there's the student, you know, student credit cards and, you know, or a secured credit card when you're applying for credit as a younger person or even as an adult for that matter. Okay. And a good, a good way to do it is using a, what's called a secured credit card initially. And a secured credit card basically is depositing $200 or $100 onto a credit card and then getting that credit card back to use for charges and you use the card, then they bill you for the amount that you used and you pay it off in full, you know, which would be a good way to start building credit. Okay, initially, you know, having a co-signer would be great. Okay, great idea, but it's not ideal for the co-signer necessarily. 
Okay, although typically that would be a way to start to build credit, you know, but a lot of times these credit card companies like to dupe you into, you know, applying for store credit cards and then without teaching you properly, you know, you, you find yourself in debt because you suddenly owe them $500 and then they say, oh, just pay the minimum payment. And the minimum payment is only $25. And then next thing you know, they, you know, if you don't pay it off in full each month, you know, you end up owing, you know, the, the same dollar amount each month because you never make a dent in your payment. Not very ideal for trying to build credit when you owe the same dollar amount because your percentage of use of that credit card is is still very high, which is very damaging to your credit. So a lot of things we can talk about later on in different segments about applying for credit. But when you apply for credit, always try to maintain a zero balance by paying off everything you use each month if you're fortunate enough to get the credit initially. So think about having a parent cosign. And if you do have a parent cosign, okay, use a very small dollar amount or go the route of a secured credit card. Okay, A lot of times when you're getting a car, then you have no choice but to have a parent cosign. Um, and lastly, you know, when, you th when you're thinking about college, you know, yes or no for college, you know, college is a fantastic way to have on your resume. Obviously, without having college on your resume, you know, it's very difficult to get a job later in life. You know, it, do you have to have college? I think a trade school is a great idea, too. You know, not that doesn't have to be necessarily college. But I do believe that, you know, trade school or college is a great way to go if you're not planning on going and do business for yourself. And even if you do, I still think that, you know, college is a great experience factor in even owning your own business. Um, so moving on to something not related to business, um, friends sometimes can be uh, great or a bad mitigating factor in your success. Sometimes they can be a deterrent and sometimes they can be um, an asset. Um, I had a difficult time growing up with um, people picking on me. And in some respects, I had a great time, um, a great time with some friends being there for support. So my situation was I had a lot of medical conditions and a lot of things going through life that um, made it difficult with, you know, my, I have a disease called NF, which is neurofibromatosis. So sometimes people would look at me and say, oh, you know, like, what's wrong with you? How can we look like that? And, uh, you know, it was a little bit slight bullying going on. But um, they, my so-called friends, you know, would sometimes take part, you know, in that. And then sometimes... Um, you know, it was it was a deterrent, but at the same time, um, I didn't let it bother me. I just kept going on in my life, and just um, as I got older, it just happened. It occurred less and less and less. And uh, in life, things like that are going to happen, but you just have to be confident and believe in yourself and have a great attitude and mindset that. Um, you know, your life is what you make it, not what other people make it. And if you're going to be successful in life, 
later on in life especially, you have to understand that, you know, life is about, you know, what you want to get out of life, not what other people want you to get out of life. So thank you for listening to my podcast. Segment two, you know, will be shortly coming. And my name is Lorenzo Victory once again, and I appreciate you listening.